Is Jeff Staple the most important sneaker designer of the last 25 years? Let's get into it this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. This is your host, Matt Freights, the Iceman or Matty Ice, whatever it is you want to call me. As always, I am just glad that you are here. I want to welcome any new listeners and thank you all for supporting this show. Last week, I talked about community. And I think community is very important in sneakers because I think that's the reason why we're together. It's the reason why you listen to this show and it's the reason why we show up to places like SneakerCon. It's the reason that we're on message boards and we're in groups like Soul Savvy. There is a lot of love for sneakers out there. And I think that there are a lot of people who like to commune around it. And while there are parts of the community that sort of divide us, I think there is a lot that we can do to unite each other. Talking about stories like Kanye coming back to Adidas, which is something that is now confirmed, I think when we talk about that, we need to be less divided and we need to think about different aspects of the culture. I think that sneaker culture has turned into this place where we all have to be in disagreement, that there are arguments that we always have, whether it's hating on somebody's collection, whether it's hating on somebody who wears reps versus retail or anything like that. I think we're missing the point. And I try to take a little bit of a deeper dive into the community and into this thing that we love called sneakers. And that gets me to today. At the end of February, I think it's impossible to think about sneakers without thinking about Jeff Staple. And at the top of the episode, I talked about him and pondered whether he was one of the most influential designers of our time. And maybe that question makes you pause a little bit because you're thinking, what are you talking about? There have been so many designers from Bruce Kilgore designing the Air Force One to Tinker Hatfield basically saving Jordan brand. And even guys today like Travis Scott, who are obviously creating huge hyped shoes that people are buying and flocking to. They are really the cornerstone and the staple of sneaker culture today. But we wouldn't have sneaker culture in the visible nature that we have it if it wasn't for somebody like Jeff Staple. February 22nd of 2005 is a date that maybe doesn't ring for anybody listening to this. It should ring for you because it was the day that the original Pigeon Dunk released in New York City. And Jeff Staple is the reason why that shoe is possible. Sneaker stories are very important to this podcast, but they're also very important to understanding and learning about the culture that you're a part of. Whenever I'm embedded in something that I love, I don't just love it in a tertiary manner. I want to know about it. I want to get to be a part of it. I want to be almost an expert on it. And being able to do this podcast has allowed me to do that. I would also say that being a part of the rep game for a long time allowed me the opportunity or really afforded me the opportunity to be able to research shoes, to understand how they are put together, to be able to compare something from an other era, trying to recreate that today and understanding the subtle differences in materials, the subtle differences in how stitching is done and cuts are made. I think those are very important in being able to look at a shoe and appreciate it for what it is. Shoes are works of art. But I don't think we would be where we were if not for that fateful day in February of 2005. Now, Jeff Staple is known for his pigeon brand, and I think rightfully so, because clearly since that day, he has done a lot 
and Staple, which is his design company, the Pigeon is the symbol for that. And we've seen a ton of Pigeon-related releases, not just with Nikes, but with other brands too. But he has been an OG in this game since 1997. He was a longtime designer and he did a lot more fashion designing or I guess apparel designing before he ever did sneakers. And it wasn't until later on that he hooked up with Nike because of other work that he did. He was a self-starter and he was a self-starter after taking 12 orders of a shirt that he had designed when he was at the Parsons School of Design. They basically, him and his friend, they snuck in and used the printing press in order to be able to silkscreen this shirt. He was accidentally discovered when he was wearing this shirt and 12 people came up to him and said, I would like to be able to own that. And so he started to print this shirt. And that's when he started to create his own boutique, which was called Readwork. And it's a boutique that he started in 2001. So from 1997 to 2005, he really was honing his craft and becoming a part of other works. He was doing artwork for Ruckus Records, which is an artist label that was doing a lot of hip hop, Fader Magazine as well. That kind of work is what introduced him to Nike. And because of that introduction, because of the other artistic avenues that he had, the other creative outlets that he created for himself, he was actually put in front of Nike. And I guess you could say the rest is history, but this OG Pigeon Dunk comes out in the height of Nike SB. Now, remember, Nike SB picked up the torch of the Nike Dunk. Originally, the Be True to Your School series was how the Nike Dunk was introduced to the world. And the entirety, or I guess the whole point of why it was created was to take the love that you had for your college, the love that you had for your athletics, and put that into your shoes. The Be True to Your School series was trying to take these school colors for select universities in the country and put them on what was supposed to be a basketball shoe. I think at the time though, because it looked so much like the Air Jordan 1, it really didn't work out. And while there was a slight surge at the beginning, as we got closer to the end of the 80s and even in the 90s, the Nike Dunk almost faded into obscurity. It wasn't until Nike SB picked up that mantle and really resurrected that brand. They targeted a different audience and they targeted skateboard culture instead of athletic culture. And so Jeff Staple, via all of these relationships that he has through the artwork that he does and his apparel companies and his boutique, he ends up designing a Nike SB Dunk. And this Nike SB Dunk is set to release on February 22nd of 2005. Now back then, releases were a lot different. Stock was much, much lower, especially for a sneaker like this and especially for a release like this. So obviously, Readwork got a vast majority of what was going to be available. And there were other select pairs that were given to some boutiques around New York City. Now, the reason why this moment to me is seminal in sneaker culture is because of what took place. Now, I want to also back up a little bit. Whenever you have some type of a phenomenon, and it doesn't have to be sneakers, but anything that becomes woven into the fabric of our culture, of popular culture, there's always moments in time that are solidified and we all look at and say, that is a reason why we made this particular jump. For sneakers, obviously the creation and the advent of Jordan brand and the Jordan 1 is the reason why we are here. And I did talk about that when I did a very short episode on the brief history of the Jordan 1. But as Jordan brand and Michael Jordan himself continued on in his career and in his story, basically, the Air Jordan just kind of became part of the lore. And sneaker culture did grow, collecting did grow as a part of that. But it wasn't something that was mainstream. I think today we associate sneaker culture and sneaker collecting with something that's very, very public. Perhaps that's because of social media, but I think ultimately it is the way that it is today because sneaker culture has risen through all of these events that I talked about. And again, it's not just a fad, it's a culture now. It may be started as a fad, but I think things like reselling, 
things like collecting were happening, but they were happening in very small pockets. Without the internet to sort of drive this whole train forward, people were doing this between people that they knew, and they were doing it through word of mouth, through physical interactions. You weren't having these online interactions that we have where people are dogging or loving somebody's collection from afar. And don't get me wrong, social media is a great, great thing. I'm very, very thankful that I have met so many of you through social media and been able to talk about sneakers with people that I've never even met. There is certainly a place for that and there is certainly a lot of value that I place on that, but we don't have as much of that physical experience because I think the world has expanded so much and our communication has expanded so much. So now you take all of that and this perfect storm comes into New York City. This is a very, very hyped release, but you had to know when it was happening and you had to be there. And there's famous stories of people leaving work, trying to get there. What ended up happening is a riot took place outside of Reedwork. And this riot took place and it made the front page of, I believe, the New York Post to the point that sneaker culture was now in the mainstream. People who had no idea that this was happening actually started to know that this was happening. And all of this was because Jeff Staple went from being nearly $150,000 in debt to make his Staple business work to now being one of the most iconic sneaker designers of all time. Since that moment in time that elevated sneakers to the forefront, sneaker culture has continued to grow at a massive rate. It has grown exponentially. From that moment on, regular people, and I use regular in quotes, knew about sneakers. It was on a newspaper. The newspaper meant something back then. Maybe today it doesn't mean anything because newspapers are dead, but that shoe now was a part of history. And when you look back on it, the OG Pigeon Dunk is probably one of the most iconic, not just Nike Dunks of all time, but shoes of all time. And now, because of that shoe, there is a community around sneakers. And there have been a lot of releases since then that have garnered the same type of attention. I believe it was some of the foam posits where we talked about people trying to sell their cars or trade their cars for a pair of foam posits. The Concord release from 2011 was one of those two. People have been killed in the name of sneakers. And the Pigeon Dunk really made that hype start. And Jeff Staple, I think, isn't somebody who is put in the pantheon of designers. I think when people list off their favorite designers, they're gonna say people like Virgil Abloh, they're gonna say people like Travis Scott, they're gonna put Tinker Hatfield up there, they're probably gonna put Kanye West up there if you think about all the Yeezys. If not for Jeff Staple and this shoe, basically putting sneakers into the stratosphere, we wouldn't actually be here. Now, Jeff Staple is somebody who has put himself out there in a lot of different ways. Maybe the pigeons are something that you know about, but he has since done a few releases with Nike, different versions of the pigeons. The originals are probably the unicorn of all dunks for me. I'll never be able to have a pair. I did talk about that in my Turning 40 episode, that it's my favorite dunk of all time. I know that I'm never gonna own a real pair of them. I have come to grips with that, but I think the story behind it and knowing how much it means to sneaker culture is something that's very important to recognize. And Jeff Staple, even in some of the interviews that he has done, has talked about how maybe he's not the best designer. He certainly is not the most flashy designer, but he is the most consistent designer. Everything that he does has its own aesthetic. Everything that he does is a part of his vision. And everything that he has built from the time in 1997 when he was accidentally discovered wearing a shirt that he designed to now where he's worked for places like Extra Butter, he's worked with Hype Beast, he is now an icon. And his streetwear brand and his sneaker designs have become iconic in sneaker world. And if you think about everything that he's done in the last 25 years, he has been able to work with just about everybody. 
And how many people in sneakers can really say that, if you think about it? Since 2005, how many designers have been able to work with everybody? Maybe Virgil Abloh would have gotten there had he not passed away. Maybe Kanye has been there in certain respects, but really Kanye is sort of at the back end of his design, in my opinion. Not many collaborators are going to get to do that. But he's worked not just with other people. He has designed shoes in all different places with all different companies. Puma Suede's, Reeboks, even Cole Haan's. Cole Haan is associated with middle-aged men who are in business, really a business casual look. Now today, business shoes look a little bit more sneakery. They have a little bit more of an athletic look to them. And Jeff Staple has had a collection with Cole Haan. And I think that's very, very cool. But really, it all started with this shoe. And maybe today, the Pigeon Dunk isn't as recognized in the pantheon of sneakers. Complex recently had him on because obviously the anniversary was a recent occurrence and they were talking about where he put the Pigeon Dunk on the all-time list. But I think Jeff Staple can answer that question because he's been around and has seen so many things. It's one of the reasons why I take the time to really learn about sneakers. It's important to me that I understand where we are and where we've come from. And that's an important lesson that we can all take in life. I think sometimes we find ourselves stuck in the moment of the things that are happening to us. The narrative of our life is dominated by what is happening right now. And even if it's a good thing, we are just sort of, we're fixated on the good parts or we're fixated on what's happening to us now. But in order to appreciate where we are now, we have to go back and understand where we came from. And that's why it's been important to me to open myself up to you a little bit to give you a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as to who I am, because who I started as, as a very young kid in Bristol, Rhode Island, is nowhere near who I am today. And I think for me, in order to love shoes that we've seen recently, like the Travis Scott SB Dunks, I have to go back and understand how SB Dunks came about and fall in love with colorways that really established it as the hype train that it is today. Jeff Staple may not ever be widely recognized as somebody that young people actually love, he may not be widely recognized and put in the same places as a lot of the designers that people are flocking to. And maybe there's a criticism to be had that Jeff Staple has been watering down his own brand by putting the pigeon on everything. But here's the thing. It's uniquely him and it is uniquely tied to his New York City roots. Now, New York City has a huge history in sneakers. It will always be tied to sneakers. I know for me, having gone to New York City many times, just wearing a regular pair of Jordans, people say something to you. They're more in the know there. Where I live now in Alexandria, Virginia, nobody's in the sneaker game. Nobody really cares about sneakers. As somebody who just turned 40 being now quote unquote middle-aged, I actually probably get looked at funny when I wear shoes like that because people maybe think I'm trying too hard when really it's a passion of mine. It's not just a hobby. Yes, I collect sneakers to an extent, but I also learn about them. Every single shoe that I have downstairs in my collection is something that I'm intimately familiar with. I buy shoes that I know the history of. And if I don't know the history of it, I want to understand it before I actually put it in my collection. And this goes to what I've been talking about the last few weeks about this community, that I think it's important that we gather here as a part of this podcast, as a part of this community, that we create a part of community within this. And as a part of this podcast, and as you, a listener, I want to be able to share these things with you. I want to hear your stories. I want to know what your feelings are on something like this. How do you feel about Jeff Staple? Where does the OG Pigeon Dunk rank on your all-time list? Is it something that has even come into your orbit? Is it a shoe that you even think about? If you look at the rep market, and that's one of the reasons why I'm still tapped into the rep market is to understand where people are in terms of the culture. Because many people who are asking for things in rep culture are the same people who are trying to get them in retail. 
And those people are really, they're driving the sales train of what we are seeing. There's a reason why Travis Scott gets to come out with 98 Jordan 1s. There's a reason why Virgil Abloh and Off-White were able to do collab after collab after collab. There's a reason why Ama Manier is now coming out with a Jordan 5. We are getting close to oversaturation with these brands and collaborations. And I'm not trying to say that this in a negative way. I'm not trying to make it so that you think about sneakers in a negative way. But just peel back the layers of this culture. Peel back the layers of the history. Understand the moments that got us to this point. Jeff Staple is always going to be a part of it. Whether he wants to or not, that pigeon dunk is going to follow him wherever he goes. I think he understands by looking back in his past where he has come from and where that has brought him. And I think he also humbly understands his place in sneakers. He has nothing to prove to anybody. He doesn't have to do anything or make a splash anymore. He's done enough. He's given enough to the culture. I think at this point, he needs to be recognized as one of the most influential people in the history of sneakers. I would love to hear from you. Let me know. What do you think about Jeff Staple? Do you think that he is as influential as I make him out to be? Is he as consistent as he says he is? Reach the show on Instagram. At FireFootwearPod is the handle to find the show. I'd love to hear from you. It's probably the way that I've heard from most people. The show is now on Facebook. Just search Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast on Facebook. Hit follow, send us a message, make a post, whatever it is that you want to do. On Twitter, at Fire Footwear Pod is the handle for this particular show. And if you want to find me personally, at Maddie Ice Freights is the way to do that. If you're listening on Apple and Spotify, please hit follow. Please give me some ratings. Don't just sit it out. Give me one star if you hate the show. I need to know how things are and I need to know how you feel that they are because how am I ever going to improve in this if I don't get that feedback? And it's how, really, we build community around this show. Please visit the Maddie Ice Media Network to support the other podcasts that we have. You can hear my voice on the Iceman and Coach Sports Show, which comes out every single week. You can find other shows like the manual that my friend Cleveland puts out. It's more of a, it's an introspective look into life. So please support the Matty Ice Media Network. I hope that this finds you well. I'm happy that you are here. I hope that you have a safe rest of your week. We're going to be adding some video content very, very soon. YouTube is going to be a place where we're going to put out some different content. It's not going to mirror what's on here, but I want to make it something special that adds to this. It is something that is a complimentary piece to this. And I cannot wait to give you, the loyal listener, something different and something unique for this channel. Stay safe, everybody. And as always, I will talk to you next week. This is Fire Footwear. Fire Footwear.